Hey, babies, we are back. Another week. Him podcast in the motherfucking building. I always have my team with me. You'll never see me without my team. Hey, Aaron. What up with it? It's me, your boy. Hey, Trey. Hey. And last but not least, you know, I always got to give my motherfucking. Hey, Stevie girl. Hi, guys. How are you? Yo. Um, so, you know, we're going to do a quick little check in before we get this shit popping. Um, yo, you're going to fucking turn into a Red Bull. <laughs> the only and I and I actually I said that I wasn't going to buy one today, but I fell asleep on the train and almost missed my stop. Damn. And I was like, oh, no, I got to I got to I got to pump it up. Pump, 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 pump. Here's the thing. I haven't been drinking big ones anymore because, you know, I used to have the big ones. So I said, okay, we got to, you know, downgrade it. But, you know, your girl has been up trying to finish these this fucking papers and this this work. But you know what? I'm also trying to have a social life. Really not a good idea. So um, I've been I've been locking myself in my apartment and not doing anything but going to get my hair braided and doing podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is fine. But yeah, so I mean, you know, I had to come, I had to come out to the city today. So you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get my energy back because you know, oh. <laughs> come on out. Okay. The girls uh, want to chit and they want to chat. Okay. Bitch, that's my bitch. I love when that hoe say that. <laughs> come on out. <laughs> so Stevie, tell me something nice, bitch. Uh, girl, I ain't got that much to tell. Um, I've pretty much been doing the same shit. Um, just. In my room, you know, fucking listening to music. Um, I've started creating. I, I'm not. I'm not like Trey. Trey definitely creates a lot of amazing playlists. I just want to give him that little plug. But I've been in my room creating my own little playlists that you know that have get me in a mood or something. But um, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Just listening to music. I'm also still trying to apply for jobs, trying to get my life back in order, and again waiting for my sister's baby shower. Yeah. I want to quit school, guys. Get, get me out. Okay. Get me out of here. I'm I'm in school I'm in school year round so you know it's 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 summer and I'm still in school help me are you taking summer classes yes okay so so am I that's why I just asked help me yeah. please help me just God just okay. cut my legs off or something <laughs> help me out so look bitch I cooked some hamburgers last night <laughs> we talk about how Malik is chef boy are everything bitch them burgers were fab boy are everything takes me out. Okay. <laughs> All, all everything, bitch. Those burgers were fab, bitch. Call me Chef Boyard Puss. <laughs> hey, yes. But no, no. Um, I've just been. Um, things are slowing down, which I'm really, really happy about. Um, and just learning to focus and 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 block all the New York City noise out. That is, you know, peop- and people included, you know, and just learning how to just really focus on my tea and focus on myself. So I'm looking forward to the upcoming weeks because I think this is going to be a beautiful summer. Um, things are really popping off for the podcast. So I'm happy about that. And just in my personal life as well, things are popping. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to be back here another week with my handsome uh, friends and family. Um, so, yeah, Trey, what's up? Hello. What 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 are we Well we, we checking in. How you been? Where you been? Have you been? I mean I'm alive, so well, I'm hey, here. Hey, hey. Um Um Yeah, that's it. You ain't gonna get much. Okay. Um so I was on Twitter and this is I already know the response, but we, we have two questions. So I was surfing Twitter before I came to recording and Look, I could have sworn I saw a young gay black man tweet that he thought that white people had better sex because they were more open-minded. What do you feel about this? Is this true? Well, obviously we know this isn't true. Um, but what are the impl- as as Aaron says? What are the implications? <laughs> <laughs> Did I get it, bitch? <laughs> she did. Oh, okay. Okay, so. Here's the thing about about white sex. Um, Here's the thing. Are we really gonna call it white sex? Well, you know, there's sex and there's white sex. You know, we we not and we not reading you if you're white, girl. You know what I'm talking your about. Sex is your sex. 
Yeah. Here's the thing. There's white sex and and you know there's that's what it is. Sex. Yeah. And there's black sex. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. So no, no no. So what he said is untrue, but it has a nugget in it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you about the nugget. A little. Black folk are when it comes to things that society considers like fringe, you know, sexual interest, you know, black folk are really not, they're not really here for it. And I can say that in my own experience, um, you know, some of the things that I'm interested in, I, people block me or call me weird or like cuss me out, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm not doing none of that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, on the other hand, like white folk would be like, yeah, like, you know, (laughs) punish me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, but I think there's a reason that it's easier to to be as open about all the things that you're into when you're white, because it's like you you in a society where you're gonna come out on top anyway. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you are accepted ubiquitous. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing that you can do that's gonna make you a social outcast. And it's like we're already starting from a disadvantage. Um and then on top of that, it's like most of the time when somebody shows they have an interest in something that's considered fringe, it's like Oh, that's some white shit. You know, that's usually what people say. And so it's not hard to get to where what that what that thought that he tweeted came from. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, as all of you niggas know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have I have many a fetish. I actually have like several, but the one that I'm most known for is foot fetish. And, you know, most of the time tell me people tell me, oh, that's that white shit. Like I'm not, you know. Like, and it's really, it's really not, um, but it actually has taken me, it's, um, it's very difficult for me to find a black man that's into that. Um, and I just feel like it shouldn't be that hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, I think that a lot of our ideas and concepts and just way of thinking as black queer men have been influenced by just history of being oppressed, marginalized people. Um, I think that you know, when I, like, I think that a lot of things aren't discussed and talked about in our in our households as well. Um, we learn a lot of things from our parents. So, you know, when we talk about fetishes and we talk about, like, anal sex and we talk about things that are, you know, not necessarily, I would call them things that are outside the vanilla scope of sex. You know, it's just like, oh, well, this is what white people do. And, you know, people are into fisting and pissing on people and no, shitting on people. Me. And, and you know, that's... <laughs> we gotta draw a Look, I mean, I think everybody, I think everybody has boundaries. But what I'm saying is I don't think that, you know, someone's sexual appetite or what they're into sexually is dictated by their skin color, you know? Right. Um, again, I think our history as a people has influenced our way of thinking where we don't think outside of the box or we we look at things that may be taboo as like taboo um but i think that i i, I mean i have a man that loves feet <laughs> yes oh, a brother a no comrade he, he 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 deposits money just so i can get my feet done like that's how into feet yes he is. He tell is. him i said we gotta go for drinks so we can just be friends and brothers oh my god okay. and i never i support his fetish like if it's ever any time that i'm uncomfortable about anything i i state it you know um but I think also we were talking, me and Stevie is just like, girl, you just also need to find the people that align with your sexual interests, you, you know? Yeah. Don't be out here like trying to do something to somebody that don't want it to happen or are scared or... Un- oh, know. never. You know what I'm saying? As soon as somebody, you know, says that they're not into, you know, whatever, then I, you know, um, it's never like a let me. Yeah. Get, you have to give me them yeah. goddamn... Totally. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's totally. never... <laughs> It's never that serious because there's 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 a jillion people, you know. what I'm saying like everywhere, and it's like somebody's gonna be into what I'm Somebody into. Want you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Trey, I know that you've dated white men before. So I've never dated white men, so I don't. I have two. I, okay. I haven't. You know, I, I can't. I don't have anything we to because we had the put it against. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh-huh. So, what would you say your experience is? What would you say? How would you weigh in on that? Girl, it ain't no difference. But I don't. I mean, sex is sex. Like, I just don't understand. Like, that question was dumb. Like, that statement was dumb to me. I just feel like, yeah, some people are more private about what they're into. But I feel like, let's be real here. 
when the door closes and y'all two are where y'all are, whatever is this, whatever y'all want to do is what y'all gonna do. They can say all damn day on Twitter or wherever in the public forum, like, oh my god, I'm just not into that. And then behind closed doors, that's just like with everything though. Like you could be like, bitch, I'm vegan. I do not eat a chicken wing. And then behind closed doors, you is fucking up a a a Popeyes a four dollar Popeyes box. I'm like. It, it's is what it is. I think that for me, it, it doesn't change. Uh, the The person I'm dating doesn't change. That their race doesn't change things. Um, I think that it's about you. Is it as adventurous as you're gonna be? Is as adventurous as you're gonna be? Like, just because somebody's white doesn't say, "Oh my God, we got so many ample opportunities to do so much more." Like, no. Bitch, nobody said that. You said that. But it was so just... The apply, yes, that's what it implies. Anybody else? I'm done talking for the day, I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I really... When you mentioned the fisting thing, that really like... Okay. I don't really... No, no disrespect to the girls that are into no, that. This, I'm sorry, but it's just... Now, like, let me just say, oh, I was shit. read out... One episode when we talked about um, kinks and fetishes because I said something like this. So I'm just gonna say, go ahead. But I want. But I want the same energy time. we no, all had. So get get your energy. The girls are hurt and bruised. It's always, but I'm from the past. I am in a good mood today, so I don't want to be hurt or bruised. I just say this, baby. I don't want your fist in my ass. That's it. Uh, I like. I've, I'm open to other things though. I don't want. I'm not knocking any other fetishes like with the feet and everything. Bitch, I didn't start looking at some feet. In my damn self. Like, okay, those. Uh, it, it, wow, people really have you know pretty parts of their body that you wouldn't look at like, that sexual and you get into it. But I don't. The fisting part, I just will never understand it. I just won't. I'm sorry for those who like fisting. I'm sorry. <laughs> look, well, I didn't want to put too much on fisting because I was just saying that to say that, but um. What, how do you communicate to someone when you're not into their fetishes or how do you communicate to someone that you want to be, that you want them to be a part of whatever fetish that you are into? Uh, nice and easy, I guess. Uh, be keeping it as calm as possible because if you can actually turn them off when you don't want to do what they want to do, that could just end the whole situation. Like if you say, oh, well, I'm not in, me in a situation. If I say to someone, oh, I don't like fisting, they'd be like, oh, well, bitch, you can go. Like, you know, some people get into like, okay, well, you're not with it. You can go about your business. And so it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's like it's the, the things that I'm interested in, I'm interested in. And if you don't want to do those things, that's fine. But we're not compatible based yeah. off of that. As we talked about on one episode, there is non-negotiables, I think, with relationships. And I think those are a set of for some people they may be a set of non-negotiables that's how you express yourself um sexually and if you can't express yourself then you can't be whole as a person so um i think if you those are non-negotiables are there for a reason and you gotta either y'all are together and feeling it or you not so i think i want to share no i'm not gonna share yes, that <laughs> girl this is too much it's too much for me um i just want to move on to the next thing <laughs> it is too much but but look this was actually the real convert the the real question that i was supposed to to ask Okay, wait, wait, wait. You don't get no more questions. Yes, I'm done. Yes. You get you got too many this questions. It's the real um the real team. And do you have it up? Like is it ready? Yeah, I already know. I already okay, know. Okay, then Um so this one actually hits close to home. Um I had a crazy scare and I want to say thank you uh Stevie for being there and supporting me through um you know what I what I'm currently going through. Um but anywho, long story short, the question is is honesty always the best policy in relationships? Okay, so you want me to go first, or do you want to finish your story? You sound like you pressed. <laughs> no, but no, don't you ever say I'm ever pressed about anything. Well, you, you can go ahead. Um, girl, I was. Go ahead, girl. Lord, okay. Um, I was just gonna say I think we we had this discussion just about honesty in general. Um. 
with me, in all relationships, there's a certain level of honesty I do give you. Um, I'm not going to give you honesty about everything just because... And, and honestly, I'm not lying to you. I'm just not telling you everything about how I feel because um, the friendship, the relationship just hasn't reached that level where, one, I like where it is. And if it doesn't hurt me to my core where I can't function anymore, I don't feel like it's necessary to rock the boat at that moment. Um, in relationships, I think sometimes I do say be our am honest about the small things just because I know the small things are actually really a big thing and are going to really be necessary to move on later if you continuously are leaving dishes in the sink. Like, before the night is over, you know I'm going to be over it. And so that's where the honesty comes in. Like, babe, like, dude, you gotta you gotta wash the dishes. Like, I said it, I, I said I didn't really care about it, but I really do care about it. Um, and I think with friendships, I think um, I'm the type to, I know my past and I know my mouth and I know my flaws and I know that I'm reckless mm-hmm. um, in every way, shape and form. I'm very reckless with the mouth. So I think for me, it is about holding back certain things because you know your triggers, you know what's reckless about you and you know, hey, I don't want to. I'm not going to be as honest because I like this friendship. I think that this is this works. Um, and what's the point of saying something that's detrimental and ending something that's good? I mean, that could be a double-edged sword. I mean, why not say you, you need to speak your mind? But I have learned that there's best to, and when it comes to friendships, you say what's really going to hurt you deep down in your core and all that other shit. Sometimes you just got to move past it because that's how they are. Um, And in relationships, you got to say them small things first because, girl, if you leaving them dishes, I I, I have issues. I like a clean kitchen and I hate having dishes in my sink all night. Like, you know, all the water bugs? No. You clean or put them in the damn dishwasher or or something like rinse them off while you. I mean, I'm the type that cooks and cleans while I'm at it. Like you can't do. Mm-mm. Well, Stevie, uh, look, Ooh, bitch, bitch, I need you to get it together. I'm sorry, that was funny because I think the same way, bitch. Keep them dishes out the damn sink. That's just because my mother raised me. But um, when it comes to relationships and you know, uh, you know, figuring out what's going to work and what's not going to work and being completely honest with situations, you have to really sometimes think about not hurting that person. Cause I was the type of person back in the day that I used to just say whatever and not care. Um, and in my last relationship, I definitely was again, that person. I never was really listening and learning from shit that I was supposed to learn from. Like I was telling him whatever was on my mind. And, um, and, with that, I was hurting him and not helping him. I think I've said that in previous episodes too with my, me and my ex, which we are good now. But in the past, I was just like not really too into what he was going through or what was going on his mind. It was more so I would listen to certain things and not give him the whole truth or the whole honest part of it. I was It was a lot of lying and doing shit that I wasn't supposed to do. And it came to like, the point where I had to say to myself, I have to keep it completely honest with him. But it was only certain situations, certain situations you have to be very truthful with. But then there's other situations that you have to really hold back because you could really, really hurt the person a lot. Yeah. Um, You know, obviously now being 29, um, I'm a little bit more aware of like what I give when I talk to people and just the energies that I give off. And I think that a lot of people misunderstand me, like my size and just who I am as a person because they think I'm this like really, really, which I am very sweet, but no shade. I think that sometimes just me being an Aries, like I think some things just fall out of my mouth and um, it is what it is, but I also, not now it is what it is, it happens. But um, one thing that I've learned as I've gotten older is to to use delicate you like use your delicate gloves when you're speaking to your lover and just understand that you are just as insecure and easily hurt as just as much as they are, you know? Um, and one thing that I've really 
one thing that I love about who I am now and just learning myself is like being in a relationship really makes me slow down and like pay attention um, because, you know, I have someone else there who has feelings and is a complex person, you know, so sometimes it does take that time for you to like it. You have to step back and look at the situation from the outside in and say, OK. Um, and also, like, we all have different levels of sensitivity. Um, and I know that spe specifically my boyfriend, <laughs> I think he's a very sensitive person about certain things. You know what I'm saying? But no shade. I am highly sensitive as well to certain things. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when he says some shit, I, I, nigga. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's just more so respecting each other boundaries, knowing each other's soft spots and hard spots. Like, you know, um. LOL heart spots. Um, <laughs> but I also know that with honesty, sometimes it has to be planned out, if that makes any sense. Meaning, like, you have to set it up, you know what I'm saying? And, and set the scene and set the story so that you can actually have that conversation and that person is going to be in the space to receive yeah. that conversation or whatever you're saying. So, yeah. Um, what about you, Aaron? <laughs> What what was the question, girl? Cause um, is honesty the always always the best policy? You know. Yes. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, it is. Um, that in in it's very difficult to uh, it's very very difficult to um, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. It's difficult to execute that you know in, in relationships um but just like i say that an open channel communication is absolutely required uh honesty is required um let me maybe i should i should clarify i mean when it comes to things like you know do these pants make me look fat i don't know i mean like that's i wouldn't i wouldn't consider that like a you know a live or die like right you know what i'm saying like relationship decision but um, you know, you always want to be honest with your partner because this is somebody that you're spending your life with or that you're spending a significant amount of time with. You're intimate with them. Like you've developed a connection. You carry a title. Like those things mean something, um, especially to the other person. Uh, and it's, it's disrespectful to be dishonest with them at any point. Um, whether it's about things that you feel or things that you've seen or, how you feel about them or, you know, what have you. And honesty and communication go hand in hand. You know, you want to be upfront about the things that you want to say or how you feel and you need to be honest about them too. Um, because in the end, you know, if you're not honest, it, it really just leads to you not being honest again. And then before you know it, you're lying like actively, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, whether or not they ever find out, that's something that you have to carry around forever, you know? And um, it should, that's just not the way. And of course, it is a lot easier said than done, but you should always be honest and upfront with somebody that you're dating um, because it's just better in the end. You know, like there's, it's all on the table. There's nothing to lose. There's, you know, at least they know how you feel. And I know you can be scared that maybe if you say a certain thing or, you know, whatever, you'll hurt them or you'll drive them away or you'll make them angry. But it's like, if that happens, you just have to accept that risk. You know what I'm saying? Because if that happens, at least they know how you feel. You know what I'm saying? Like to lie, to choose to lie to them, to what? To save the relationship? You're not, it's it's not even a relationship anymore. You know what I'm saying? You're damaging the foundation of it. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And I was, I was also going to understand that. No, just like if you're not being completely transparent about whatever it is in the relationship, know that it is going to affect the relationship tremendously you know um once trust has been breached it's really hard to get it back to where it used to be so understand that you're taking that risk um when you are hiding the truth or you're not being fully transparent to the situation that's going on and um yeah um we always talk about honesty but i think it's it's something that changes <laughs> from situation to situation um Okay. And, and it's not even should I tell the truth It's how from, can I tell the how truth? do I, I how do I go about telling the truth it's like I don't think that well I think 
I ain't gonna say that. But anywho, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just saying, like, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to lie. Nobody but, wants to, yeah, no. But there probably are people out there that want to lie. lie. You know what uh. I'm saying? Um, but yeah, like, it, it just... Honesty and transparency and just being vulnerable is really hard and challenging to do with another person. But, I mean, if this person respects you and love you, you know, yeah. they will be here for whatever um, you have to say and the, um, the effects of that. So, yeah, um, we're going to go ahead and take a cute, cute, quick break um, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hey girls, this is Malik and you're listening to him. As always, check us out every Wednesday. You can find us at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, Girl iHeartRadio, YouTube, all the good shit, bitch. Go ahead. Just click on anything, girl. You know you got all them devices. Check us out. And if you don't have any of those platforms, you can always visit our website at himpodcast.com. Love you, babies. And we are back. Bitch, my stomach is kind of growling, so... um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hungry. Um, but yeah, so we are gonna go ahead and move to our next topic, um, which is always um an interesting conversation to have. But we all are kind of plugged into just you know the music scene and just what's going on. So I kind of like wanted to talk about the music industry and just the the current state of it and what's wrong with it, what needs to be fixed. And all of that good stuff. So, um, yeah. Who who's everybody listening to like right now? Like, who are y'all listening to? My um my K pop journey continues. <laughs> That's a whole other world though. I mean, like I man, know. you know like um, mainstream. I'm I, I hate to use the word mainstream. Yeah, no, 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 I know what you mean. I uh frickety frick, man. I don't know. Um I'm I'm still Janelle's dirty computer is in heavy rotation. Um let me hold on, let me, let me pull up my 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 dupe my dupa dupes. Um I don't know, man. Like honestly, my my music is is just like it's a whole bunch of singles. Not like songs that were put out as singles, but like it's just like like single songs most of the time. Right. Um, it's very rare that I enjoy enough of an album to have like more than like two or three songs on it on my phone. Um, That's actually probably why I don't listen to new music. Yeah, uh, I can't listen to the whole album. Most of the time, I go back to old stuff. I've been listening to a lot of um, old Brandy. Um, I, uh, you know, my favorite group of like all time is Third Story. They're 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 new though, but um, their debut album. Um, um, Lakele forty seven, her album Wash and Set is in heavy rotation. Um, you know, it's I, I don't know. I I I I'm, I kind of go, I hop from here to there. Mm-hmm. Um, most of what I'm, it's all in anticipation for me right now. Like I'm I'm looking for new music from my queen Beyonce. Um, hopefully one day soon. God Almighty, I'm dying. <laughs> um, you know, there's new music coming from Tayana. Um. Can't wait to hear that. There's new music coming from Ariana. Um, Baby, that. I am to blow my wig away. Yeah, I'm ready for so it's like, you know, I'm 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 looking forward more than I am looking at what's here right now. I mean, obviously there's I would like to be introduced to more music. Um can I talk about that for a second? People send me songs or I like send you songs all Stevie the does. Stevie time. sends me songs and he does it's it's hit or miss, you know. <laughs> it's 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 okay. That's that was the whole that's the whole discussion. Well my that we interests had. are very mm-hmm. and there my I'm I'm not I will never be the type of person that says oh I listen to everything because I do not listen to everything. Um and the type of music that I listen to is very specific. I love me a fucking ballad. Absolutely. That, that is uh give me a love lorn ballad and I would choose that over anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, I absolutely adore them. Or just like, you know, a slower song that has puts a, a lot of emphasis on like just like good singing. Like I just, I love that. Um, and so that's like the majority of what I listen to. People send me songs and I'm just like, I don't 
And then, you know, like, music is so personal. So it's yeah. like, I don't want to be the guy that says, wow, this is trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> some, people, some people can take that, though. I, I, I'm that person. Girl, so, if you don't like it, yeah. it is what it is. No, see if you see me, I'll just be like, ah, oh, girl, I wasn't feeling this one. Yeah, it's, yeah. But then, like, okay. then you'll see me something else, and I'll be like, yeah. bitch, this yeah, was yeah. a dupe. Um, so, um, you know, yeah. I, I want to be introduced to new music, but whenever I listen to playlists that people have created or, you know, whatever, like, it's... I'm like this is track, but sidebar. Let me take a quick sidebar. Um, <laughs> the last playlist I listened to was actually really good, and it was by Trey. Um, Trey's playlists are actually really. They're actually girl. really good. They're mad long, girl. Like they long, but I but so is Spotify. So I've been listening yeah. to music for several years, but. <laughs> I'll be discovering, like, well, you know, not discovering because you know, I, was, I was introduced to them, but like, I'll be like, ooh, let me download, save this one, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I'll be like, I'll be, I'll be jamming out to them, like, and then they become a, a permanent part of my music library. So, um, you know, Trey's got that on lock. Um, the rest of y'all girls suck. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> but, you know. Um, I just wanted to say, like, I'm probably going to receive a lot of shade from this, but. I was a big fan of Aaliyah, and I feel like a lot of the new girls stole her sound, and a lot of male artists, like male R&B artists, have stole, like, her sound as well. So, um, I love, and also, I hate to say this as well, but a lot of girls' music was influenced by Sierra, um, (laughs) and she she does not get the just due um, that she deserves and that she earns, so I think that... um, um, I would want to say that I was thinking about this the other day. I said, I think Sierra's music for the late, later part was influenced by Maya. Um, and I'm sorry, I forgot to, I was going to say that too. And I want to say that I think Maya, Sierra came in when Maya was, I don't want to say tail end, but we were used to Maya. And I think Sierra, I think everyone likes to bring in um Sierra and Janet and Sierra and Tanache and Janet. And I think a lot of a lot of them girls is I, I correlate Sierra and Maya. And see and, and Tanache and Maya. Because um Maya, let's not forget, Maya was that girl for uh, I mean, yeah. bitch was in Lady Marmalade. Like let's, she was that they R&B cared girl. about her. Yeah. Um and I think a lot of times we we've we throw the, the some of the girls to like the most the, the first name you can think of and really to me i think sierra really represents where maya left off i think maya's music was getting to you you heard missy she was getting giving you working with missy and tim and sierra came in with jazzy and missy and then she started moving and then started moving back with 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 um dark child and and uh, uh brian michael and all of them so I think a lot of the, a lot of the sounds kind of do have to be recycled because um, one everyone's going to the same producer, um, everyone is going to the, the 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 label. There's a formula. There's always going to be a formula. Um, there was a formula back then. There was a formula now. Um, back then, I think it was a little different because you had Babyface, right? And Babyface wrote all this music and this created this entire sound that you know. Um, just like Pharrell, you know his entire sound. You hear those three, the three notes in the beginning, you know it's a Pharrell track. Um, and I think that back then they were able to have a distinct sound, but also change it up. Um Babyface, you know it's a Babyface song because you know the lyrics and you know how he, the way he writes stuff. But some songs you hear and be like, Babyface wrote this? Or you be like, bitch, I swear, but somebody else. Um, And it's just, they were able to manipulate their sound but still make it them. Now I think you you have, they have a formula of the track. There's the same three chords and it is the yeah, same. They may throw in a hi hat every once in a while, or 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 to keep it sounding like not the same thing. But I remember, um, "Trust and Believe" by Keisha Cole oh and "Love and War" by Tamar yeah. were the exact, exact similar, oh 
but it was the variation of the track, right? And so I think it was it was just a but it was a bunch of laziness to me. Like I feel like they both made great songs. They were both amazing songs, but I just felt like it was just a laziness. Like, uh, let's give it to both of them. Just change the change the hi hat, move that to the side, and bring me a, a, a guitar or or a bass. And then that was what it was. Um, I long for um, artist development and ARs. Um, I think it's a. It was one of the things that drew me in. I, I always I used to want to be an A and R when I was a kid. Um, I wanted to pro- just. I, I wanted to really take a hold of an artist and create an album right. and a sound. Um, I think that's what we're missing. Um, I remember Brandy had Dark Child. That was a sound. That was, and you know the difference. Um, I mean, think of. I mean, but and my question to y'all too is: is like, I mean, is it the artist? Does it becomes the artist sound, or is it the producer's? Name? No, it's a, it's a it's a it's a combined. You know, Janet had Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and you know you know that sound. You know that, and that's why I said Aaliyah. You know, and I think you know that. Um, you know the sound when two artists have really built the relationship and b- built a connection because the the music it, it translates into the music. I mean, Tony and Babyface. I think you can't hear. You can't hear. I mean, I hear now. Um, Babyface chords and notes in Tony's voice because that was just it was influenced but it was just a deep connection that you learned from one another um and i just think that we miss the times where i don't want to say it was just one artist and, and one producer just in the studio knocking out a whole album but i feel like we can get back to that though i i mean i like having different producers i, I think it, it, it but i think a lot of times no one has a distinct sound of who they are um even if it was, I mean, even if Dark Child came up and was like, Brandy, this is the sound we doing. But Brandy it complimented everything about her. It complimented, she was able to give you those back, bo- background vocals and them harmonies and them ad-libs that was just distinctly her. But over a Dark Child beat, it was just, it was a production that you couldn't find nowhere else. And then people started to emulate that. Um, for me... I find I have to listen to new music just because I do the the playlist series, um, and I just like to keep um, my mind open to what's out there. I'm a little bit of a bougie bitch, though. Um, if your music isn't mastered and mixed properly, I have issues with it. Um, just because one thing I used to sing, um, I know when something is flat and when it's sharp and when it's off pitch and what note is supposed to be where. So for me, I can't function knowing that you may be singing the C when you really need to be singing the B. Like I know okay. where your note is and if you're like just not hitting that note right. Um and so for me I'm a little fickle. So I have been falling in love with new artists every day, but I always keep in tune with my classics from my childhood. So my childhood I remember we I was always in charge of the music. I mean I keep um, I used to make mixes. I, my evolution of CD of music has gone. It went from Trey make us a CD mix. I had like eight CDs mixed all the way through a whole playlist that I had to create before a road trip. Or then now I'm like, bitch, Trey, you, where your phone at? Plug it in. You you, you doing it? Um, and I think my childhood, we were. I was brought up with um, Destiny's Child and Brian McKnight. And um, uh, and um, I don't. Wanna, I feel like I'm from Philly, so you got the the Philly neo soul. You got Jill Scott. You got yeah. Music Soul Child. You got Kendrick Soul. You got um, all these all other artists. Flowetry. You got. I, I grew up with very uh, soulful vocals, and then I branched out as I went over, got older. I moved into pop, but I was very much. That that R and B ho, like I I that's my core, and so I've branched out and and I do listen to almost anything. Um, it just gotta sound right. 
Or, you know what? Let me not say I listen to almost anything. I listen to almost everything that has a connection or a, a sound that is R&B. Um, country music, uh, people be like, oh, I don't listen to country. Um, I like certain country songs that give me that. Because R&B is country music. Let's be clear. It was stolen. Um, it is a, it's a form of soul music. It's blues. Um and so I've moved. There, there's certain songs that I'm like, oh, I could really, ooh, this is a real. It's not your typical R&B song, but it's there. Right. Um, and so that's where my music and my love for that. Um, I'm, I'm a, I always give myself the title of like music junkie. And I honestly do. I, I'll take the title. I do listen to everything. I go through iTunes, uh, Apple Music sometimes and just play play the most random songs. And they'll like connect to me in some way. But I will also say that I am a huge R&B lover. Like from Tony Braxton to... Who, Tony Braxton was definitely one of the biggest. Um, Tony Mary J. Blige. Okay, first of all, Mary J. Blige... Mary J. Blige, like, oh my God, Mary used to take you on like the only journey sometimes, and she was in like a really, really dark place through her whole career. But it was just like Mary was talking about some shit. You can listen to a Mary J. I was listening to Mary J. Blige album here, walk coming here today. Mary J. Blige will always be that bitch. Like Mary was like solidifying her whole artistry in whatever she was doing. Anytime that Mary dropped something, Mary was doing it. Um. So with Mary, Tony, Mariah, she's another one. She also made her music very, very what it was when she was releasing it. Um, and you can't take that from her. But a lot of the new girls are like, again, looking back at the old girls and taking what they have put out here. Like you will hear like a, someone in, like making like a version of a Mariah or a, a version of a Mary or an, as you guys were saying an Aaliyah and just grabbing for, I think that that's another thing people people focus on like originality is nowhere to be it's like nowhere around here you know what I'm saying like people are and you, people are like taking from other people and not there's no real originality anymore people are just like taking from what used to be but I want to say that I think um, nothing nothing is new under the sun um, and I think that we should say, I mean, people, yeah, people take um, uh, familiar um, sounds um, or samples. And I think th that uh, the greats have done it also. I mean, um, you can hear um, Mariah's, some Mariah's notes and tone is familiar with uh, Aretha or uh, Patty or just um, Minnie Rippleton. Like you just, you hear the, those, those chords. Um, and I think the only difference I think is sometimes it they they lean too much on that sample. I think Mariah, where Mariah came in was that bitch can write. Oh my! <laughs> that was that Mariah was like I'm gonna put this she may sound you may hear her and say oh that sound like such and such or she gives you that such and such feel but the pen was different. The pen was more personal, more more her. Um, and I also, you know what I also miss? I think I miss the mystique of artists. Um, just not knowing what to, but I, like, I don't know everything about Beyonce. I mean, I know enough that she gave me, but I don't know everything about her. Um, I think back then I didn't know everything about, um, Brandy. But now I know she like a number ten from Wendy's. Wendy's. Oh my god! Me too. I do too. I like I like a number ten with a large lemonade with no ice. Uh huh. Um, if you really do love me and you want to send me some Wendy's, that's like a real love connection. Um, but now you know, like you know, now I know Mariah likes a drink. Um, um, I just wanted to say y'all are naming some people that are not only like invaluable to like just the history of r&b and just black music but they they had a je ne sais quoi about them yes, they did. these girls that's out now bitch they ain't special they and they're not trying to be special you know they're not trying to they're not putting out good stuff though because some of, some of the girls that are that aren't really shining like that be putting out some really good shit but i think they're mi mildly talented like mm -hmm. they have talent but it's but just, they have a good ear they have a good <laughs> I mean, I mean, you do have a good ear. You you have to have a good ear to to even 
get in the door. Like right now, you have to have a good ear because everything. I mean, I mean, I, I can, listen to albums where like they're out of tune, even mastered. But who album have you recently listened to that was out of tune? Please. We can go there. Tinashe's. Okay. Um, Tinashe's album was a little out of tune. Scissors. was a little out of tune, too. Um, I think some of it is... But SZA has a weird voice anyway. I don't like think that it was out of tune. I think it was more or so the style of how she wanted it. Um, she sings, too. She got a funny voice. Tinashe, those were sound like... <laughs> You know what reminds I'm me of? I'm not gonna do this this episode, I, bitch. She, she doesn't. I'm not saying a funny voice no, no. like that. It's just what works for her voice works for her voice. We're that's not, that's we're that's not gonna thing. do this because. Um, oh, but no, I, I want to say I'm not even talking about Tanache. So Danity came right. Yes. Can we? We can go there. Um, one song that I absolutely hate okay. that I'm never I never listened to it because I just think that it wasn't put together well. Um, sleep on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, if you hear it. There's one part I would like to get to like, know, yeah, yeah, but I can't up, right? bet you right now. Like, yeah. I can't do it. Like, it is a demo to me. Like, I feel like, why would you put that one, if you weren't going to refine it and do the work for it, like, especially, why? Especially since why y'all put that shit on me? TV. Y'all let us be in the studio when they fucking created the song, and then you put the song on the album, and it's a hot fucking mess. I wasn't even that. And that so, I mean, that's, I, I just feel like, some people are lazy. Some people don't put out put the work in with the demos they have. Like I remember, we always talk about J Lo. I mean, she she kept a shanti she kept a shanti lyrics on some of her shit. Like, but then it wasn't as noticeable. And and then now you notice it, and now you're like, bitch, don't try and pass that shit off no more. But I mean, I think. I also think this just back in the day there was just something special about yeah. music um, that isn't we don't know so much. I think that's the issue. We know so much. We know we can do it ourselves. You thought back then, bitch, I can't do it without the label. Uh-huh. Now you're like, well, bitch, give me a mic, like open Garage Band, bitch, the and mu- drop the beats. That's what I was gonna say. The music industry is very oversaturated, um, and with talented and untalented pe- or uh, people that aren't talented. Um, so I think that one thing that I really want, I want the girls to clear out so I can see who really is real and about this and actually want this as a career or as, you know, as, as something real. Cause I think a lot of people that, like you said, it's so easy to get on, you know, create something and, and, and distribute it. And it's just like, well, girl, are you really a musician? Like, is this really your craft or is this just a hobby? You know what I'm saying? And I think that. There's obviously a difference. So, um, yeah, like, where do y'all see R&B and just black music in the next five to ten years? Um, It's coming back. Um, I think it's coming back in a different variation. Um, I remember soul music wasn't really where it was, and then Neo Soul came out. And then it was a rebirth. Um, I think alternative r&b is like the now the neo soul just without the soul um aspect to it um i think but i think everything needs to change um the industry is is probably going to be done in the next 10 to 15 years just because you can make you can drop some beats on soundcloud um and i think it's better for it um because it's going to show who's really creative and who's really wants this shit um and not trying to do it to hobby to i mean it's nothing wrong with doing it as a hobby to to support your family but just not making a mockery of something that really connects uh, just what music is for people um i think that um genres are gonna i feel like we're no we no longer need genres i think genres while we should while it is good to have just because you want to dig through the r&b crates like i think (laughs) you got you gotta see that everything is 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 coming together um you got some songs that now throw some edm background beats but also keep it r&b i mean mary put out a whole album the london sessions where it was very like you was like, Mary, is this a, a synth beat, Mary? Yeah, uh-huh. 
but it still was her R&B sound. So I think um, as long as artists are continually um, to just create but still stay true to themselves, I think that's what I love about Beyonce so much. I mean, she can change so much and it's always something different. You're not getting, but it's still hints of the first time you've heard her. The, the girl singing, singing, rapping, no, no, no. Like, you, you hear that. <laughs> um, you hear that still to this day. So I think as long as they, they the, the girls move out the way, whoever really, really wants it gets in the studio and really, really shows that they really, really, really want it, um, we'll be fine. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it is what it is. I, one thing I am happy about when I think about, you know, Beyonce's Lemonade and then we have Solange's um, A Seat at the Table um, and then we have uh, Dirty Computer Now by Janelle Monet, and then um, Donald Glover just uh, released the song In America, Childish Gambino. And I don't know if you've seen the video or heard the uh, heard the, um, the, the the song, but it's just it's. Um, it's it's an example as is, is, is it exemplifies like what's going on in this world and you know uh us being shot um you know and just all of the things that literally have popped off in the US within like last 3 to 5 years so um like you said I'm I'm glad to see um music black music slowly starting to change and before actually I came here someone tweeted that um they're happy that their favorite artists are upset with the current climate that we're in because people, this is making artists actually change their music and put out something that is going to, how do I say, comfort us, our fans, you know, think how comforting Lemonade was, you know what I'm saying? And, and to hear that and, and how affirming it is and think about Dirty Computer, what that stands for, for queer people. Her song Americans at the end, um, you know, I listen to that on the train. That, those lyrics, those are that's a fantastic song. And the person talking behind it, like yes. the voiceover. Yeah, um, I was gagging on the train when I heard it because, and I still haven't listened to the album in its entirety. But, um, woo, you got sometimes you got to listen to a song and come back in the next two days because it it literally rouses you. The thing that's missing from mainstream music, um, I'm gonna say in general because there are obvious exceptions, but. Music is not as carefully crafted anymore. It's just thrown together and put out. And you can see the people that, like, you know, recently he was a dumbass on Twitter, but Daniel Caesar's album, um, Freudian, I loved it because it stood out to me because it was so carefully put together. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, nothing was out of place. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, none of it sounded like it was thrown together. The songs that weren't singles didn't seem like they were just filler for the album. Like everything, it, it was an album. You know what I'm saying? And like, like Beyonce said, you know what I'm saying? People don't put out albums. They don't. It's not a work of art anymore. People are just putting out singles and singles and singles. And it's like, music has to be carefully crafted. You know what I'm saying? And you can you can hear it when it is. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about whoever's like the just like belting out or notes or whatever. It's it's about you know the production and and you know that kind of thing. That stuff matters. So, yeah. And I also want us to stop rushing artists to yes, put out music. Um, I know we're like anticipating, we're excited, but I feel like we we sit and rush people no, to be and be adding them on Twitter and like, Instagram. Bitch, we're the album and it's been like 3 months since the last album. And so, you gonna buy I it mean, and take it anyway, so. Anyway. I, I mean, I feel like I I'm not going to remove myself. But I don't blame her. I don't think she spoiled anybody. But like, but like I remember Beyonce put out an album in like a fucking month. Like she was like, Oh yeah, I went I did B Day in like six weeks. Oh, and we God. was like Dang it. And the bitch in yeah. this album is immaculate. Everything. Oh yeah, so we albums can come out in six weeks yeah. now, bitch. Yeah. Like and I remember like Aretha put out an album like every five years and y'all was in there and they was living like oh bitch we was living off an album for a good four years and you know I mean I think no she put out two I hate when people say that she put out one the unplugged. unplugged. No, that, that was all new music, and that was none of the songs that you heard before. So which I, I love. First of all, I, I share a love. Like the 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 unplugged album is always going to be very special for me. But I don't think that. Well, anywho, that's 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 not, that's not important. But um, 
Yeah, like I, I look forward to music. I think that it's going um, in an upward, like in a progressive movement. Um, but I think that social media obviously has changed like a lot for artists. And just like we're in a technological age where um, it's just, you know, we, we want it fast. Um, and that's everything in our life. So, okay. So I know that we normally do a jam of the week. Um, we, we actually have a listener question though oh, okay um, yeah, yeah. go first with that yeah so um this is from my baby um am i can i say no name if you want i mean like this the... oh it's usually anonymous yes yeah, so yeah. we're not gonna, not gonna do gonna, that but this is from my baby and i actually love the question um the question is is it difficult to date a man who is fundamentally different from you example you are a masculine gay man who doesn't subscribe to no fats, no fems, but he does and is toxic around you. Or a black man dating a white man who exclusively dates black and or Latino men. Um, did y'all understand that? I understood it. That was a very weird question. So like, are they just saying like, is it, how do we feel about dating people that we're not like, not attractive, but like no, no, no. not is, the same as like we're you're, you're they just have different views. Say you meet a dude and y'all are like really hitting it off and it's really working and y'all are no. Can I finish what I'm saying first before you interrupt? I'm just go ahead. So y'all dating, y'all hitting it off. It's been like a couple weeks. You really feeling it? You know what I'm saying? You spending like every day together. You know, blah blah. And then you find out that he subscribes to no fat, no fems. Or you're a black dude and you're dating like a Latino or you're dating a white guy and it's, you know, he seems to get it. So, you know, everything. But then you find out that he exclusively dates black and or Latino men. Um, I think. Where do you go from there? Do you, is it difficult for you to continue from there? Is it, you know. Um, yes and no. Um, it depends on like if you, how it affects you, you know. Um, I think that. That you care about, you know, um, I think that one thing that I was, you know, personally, I've never really been into, well, my, we know my boyfriend is bisexual and he is uber masculine and I am uber feminine. And there are certain things that he does not know about the gay community. And it's something that has always made me skeptical of like being in a relationship with him and I think one thing that has helped me or one thing that I've done is literally I've opened up my life to him you know what I'm saying and like literally I have to sit him down and say hey this is what this is and this is what this is like he knows no gay lingo he he does not and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you know he's any less gay or bisexual but or any, any less connected to the gay community but um, he doesn't have any gay friends. He's never been to a gay club. And it's just like, we live two different separate lives. And a, and a lot of times, again, it has me in my head thinking that this can't, can't work. But you just have to show, like we always say, we have to express empathy because you can't blame someone from not knowing the other side of your journey or like your entire life. So, um, yeah. Um, I just feel like, does that I'm trying to figure out why it's uh you're hesitant just because I'm like I mean well you okay. don't know if this person wants to be with you because like a lot of people I mean if you get online are you scared that it's you you are becoming a uh, you are viewed as like a fetish like a um, it's a, a lot of type I mean, of mentality I, know, I mean look just what we do now I was scared that. Well, first of all, like, you know, uh, everybody says no fats, no fems, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think that it's it's very difficult for me to date because I am I am feminine and it's not something that I run away from. Yeah. So when you have someone who's already, who's already and he's never done that, you know what I'm saying? But I already know that that's like a societal thing. And that's what most people go for is a masculine man. So I'm already I'm already like. Go. Yeah, you know, I'm already up in arms about that. So again, that that makes me that makes it hard, difficult for me to be with him. But again, like I, I I am myself unapologetically, and it has worked. You know. Um. So yeah, I'll let someone else take it because I've been. How do you combat? 
I don't know, man. It, it, it gets difficult. Um, if I were to find that out, it's like, so say, for instance, he subscribes to No Fats, No Femmes. I am masculine, identified, and presenting. And, um, you know, I'm slim. Like, my body type is slim. So he would be into me. But um, it's like you... So then that means, like, if you say something that's femphobic or fat phobic, it's like I have friends that I care about that are fat and femme or fat and or probably femme. around you at the time. That yeah. You, have you know what I'm partner. saying? And if we're dating and becoming serious, you're going to meet them at some point. Just and then on top of all of that, it's like that. That's a cruel type of view to have. You know what I'm saying? Especially since you're higher up on the privilege ladder than they are. That makes me look at you different. And if those ideas are are in the forefront, I'm sure some more, you know what I'm saying? Right. They, thinking that, you know, if, if, if there's that, then there's some other stuff in there too. Be connected to it. So I'm like, you know, I, I don't think that it'll progress. Like, I think it'll, it's, it's probably going to fizzle out if I don't automatically just cut it. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, eventually you're going to show that you have some internalized things going on with some other stuff as well as that. Not to say that that's not enough by itself, but. So how do, how do we give the person a, a time to learn so like let's yeah so that's i mean because i <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no i mean because I, I i was femphobic you know what i'm saying i was yeah. i was transphobic you know th- those sorts of things and somebody could have canceled my ass mm-hmm. it's so it's it's difficult especially if you're in inter- inter- relationship with that person like it gets murky I, i'm not actually i'm not entirely sure how to navigate it i think that again um like you can only be yourself and the person that wrote this question i you know obviously i know personally um and we struggle with the same thing. And I think that you just, we have to, we always say it, but you have to be yourself and let the chips fall where they may. And if you had that conversation with that person and saying, hey, your speech, your actions, it's femphobic, it's fatphobic, it's transphobic, and that person doesn't work on it or ch- or change, then baby, you need to leave. But there are some people who don't know what they say is problematic. Fuck. Literally, I mean, in this day and age, I can't help. I mean, I'm going to sigh out of you because I'm like, bitch, I know what sounds problematic. But at the same time, what you think is problematic isn't problematic to someone else. So you have to give them the opportunity to have the discussion and then you have to judge from there. So did you have anything to say, Stevie? Mm-mm. OK, well, we're going to move on to our favorite part of the show. No, just like the jam of the week. You know, everybody get that ready. I'm going to go first actually so my jam of the week is gonna be oh i'm just gonna this is what i'm gonna do because that's what i'm gonna do um it is crazy feelings by missy elliott featuring beyonce i love now let me say i love well first of all you know beyonce is a virtuoso singer like she is one of the best female voices that we will ever hear and i actually would love for beyonce to dabble in opera mm. um i would love um have you not heard carmen the hip hopera <laughs> i still no 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 i, I um, excuse me that is disrespectful no, i'm really hurt and when i say when i say not hip hopera opera <laughs> body I like would, a corset <laughs> shaped like a I don't make me get my 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 lyrics out I, I want to hear her sing like real like Aida. You know what I'm saying? Like I really want her to play with it, but because I think that Beyonce is literally that talented. But you know, don't nobody want to hear nothing. But you know, her fans don't only want to hear but what Beyonce. Excuse did. me, we want to hear everything. You know, that's what they say. Shh. But anywho, um, I uh, love that song. Beyonce's voice has changed a lot. Um, I don't know if y'all have note the progression, but I love in the '90s. Well, I love when she was with Destiny's Child and she would sing Lee, and I love on her first. Um, her first album, Dangerously in Love, because it was so raspy. It was just like so like I I love the vo- the way her voice sound, and then like it sounds different in B Day and Four, and then her voice sounds different in like Lemonade to me. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like um, I love Beyonce, and you a Missy track, and Missy's singing. Missy is singing, and I love her singing voice as well. So yeah, um, who's next? My song, uh, I'm sorry, my jam of the week, I'm sorry, is um, by Chantel, um, T-shirt. Um, it was more of like a bop that came out and Chantel basically was saying that she would, you know, love to be any th- in her man's T-shirt and she played with the words and it was very, very cute. Chantel also had really, really cute albums as well, but I've been jamming to that song for like, you know, the last week and it's a good song, Chantel's uh, T-shirt. 
My gem of the week is uh, is by a band called X Ambassadors. Um, it's a song called Nervous, and uh, I love the song because it's talking about how when things are going really, really good, you know, uh, I start to get nervous because what comes up must come down. It's a very relatable song, um, and it's you know it's it's like up tempo, and uh, I really like it. So you know, take a listen. Lord, I got like 50. Um, So my jam of the week is by Bridget Kelly. Um, It was called Shit Happens. Um, I just like the lyrics. I mean, it is just, I think it talks about, it talks about a relationship like, look, we both do our dirt. We may have cheated on each other, but shit happens. And whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I love you, so let's stick this out. Let's work this out. Let's do what we got to do. Um, and I just love just the, just the song. I think the melodies, the, 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 what it gives me at the moment um, is what I love. Um, and she just put out a new album recently. Yeah, she did. It was amazing. Oh. Um, I like Okay. <laughs> I like that he said, well, I like it. Um, and that's my song of the week. So uh, do we have anything else? Any final thoughts before we go? No, ma'am. Like always, check us every Wednesday. Every motherfucking Wednesday. They probably even couldn't hear y'all, but whatever. <laughs> um, and, you know, we always release our, our uh, episode at midnight. So if you stay up with us, we drop it midnight Wednesday. Um, so we love y'all. Bye. Yeah, baby. Bye. Bye.